We are welcoming our friend, Dr. Lisa Stroman, to the program. She's an attorney. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, brains behind Digital Citizen Academy, dcakids.org. Also an FBI sort of, we call you a, a scholar, but also a profiler, too, weren't you, Lisa? Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually a visiting scholar in the profiling division at the FBI. I, I want to take a call real quick because this guy sure. has an important point to make. Go ahead, Roland. Hey, Dr. Drew. Um, you know, when you talk about uh, changing the criteria a little bit, just tweaking it so the preponderance of the evidence uh, enables uh, people to put someone on a 5150 hold, you have to remember that, that uh, you know, having PTSD and having a mental breakdown isn't a crime. And the people that you're asking to take custody of these people, the police, and these folks have Fourth Amendment rights, you can't circumvent that because the neighbors tell a good story or their parents tell a good story. That's just not the law. Wait, no, I'm not saying... Wait, wait, you're talking about the gun now, right? No, 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 no. I'm it's talking the about criteria. 5150s in the field, the, the criteria for 5150. You know, in the city of Los Angeles, I, I work for LAPD, and right. we get hundreds of those calls every day. Correct. And we don't have enough clinicians that go out to do field evaluations. If they meet our criteria in the field, we'll bring them back to the station and call a, and call a smart team to come out and evaluate them in the, in the station. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're talking about using police to take custody of potentially violent people, uh, potentially violent people. And that's, right. a, that's a violation of their Fourth Amendment rights. So you don't think that, that a, expanding your ability to evaluate somebody would reduce some of these events? Oh, it's not a question of whether it would reduce it or not. I think, I mean, if you want to go for that, I can see the civil libertarians losing their minds over it. Um, I, I see they can't do it, but I'm, just, I'm saying that the well-being of the individual, again... These people do not end up in a good place. They end up dead. So the well-being of the individual and the well-being of the community needs to take its place alongside of the civil liberty considerations of the individual in in very carefully controlled situations, maybe a tribunal behind it of, of legal authorities who can evaluate um, what it is the mental health evaluator says. Well, if you can get those people out at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning when those 5150 calls come out, I'd love to see it, but... The reality is you're asking two cops who don't have any uh, mental evaluation uh, uh, background to yeah. make a decision right. at the spur of the moment, and then you hold them accountable for it. No, I, I get that. That that's the But isn't that the part that's where we have a problem, right there? Well, I think we have a lot of problems. I mean, there's a lot of folks that have PTSD. I work with guys that, that fought in the war and that suffered from PTSD. They don't go out and do what this guy did. I mean, absolutely. So correct. So if you're evaluating somebody with PTSD, it's not as though you're going to be biased towards hauling them in just because they have PTSD. It's going to be the dad going, this guy has been psychotic. He's been talking to himself. He is wildly aggressive. He beat the wall in. He keeps talking about killing people. And then the kid just goes, no, I'm fine. What are you talking about? You're you're preaching to choir, but I got to tell you, uh, firsthand experience tells me that parents lie, neighbors lie, uh, spouses lie because they want the trouble out of the house or the problem out of the house, and they'll make up whatever story they think will buy to make it happen. Uh, it happens regularly, and so you're asking us to violate people's civil rights based on the word of another. Roland, I, I appreciate the point of view. I've got to move on here, but yes, your, your point of view is, I, I so appreciate you calling in, because these are the considerations that are taking priority right now. Lisa, you get what we're getting into here in this conversation? Yeah, I, I think that you and Roland both have equal points here, and I think that it, that I, I really do um, have empathy for law enforcement in this situation, because they don't have enough funding, they don't have enough people that have that training. There is actually, under 5150, civil action for people who are intentionally giving false statements. And so the, the, the 
law enforcement in those situations have to think they're protected, but the people that are giving statements aren't. Like it's it's a crisis waiting to happen, and there's not enough trained people to be able to go out there with the level. And you and I have talked about this for years. The level of of uh, trauma based um, people that are out there that need help. We just don't have enough funding or response in place to be able to handle it all.